0: This section in the book of James asks a very fundamental and important question, a very penetrating question. Who among you is wise and understanding? Answer, let him show it by his good behavior and his deeds and the gentleness of wisdom. How we need wisdom. Wisdom is really the application of knowledge, but it's so much more and we need to grow in wisdom and God will help us through his word as we explore James 3 today. On Walk in Truth. Welcome to Walk in Truth with Michael Lance. Walk in Truth is a ministry of living truth Christian fellowship. It's our goal to build up believers and to reach out with God's truth to all people. And now, here's Pastor Michael. Who among you is wise, James 3:13, and understanding? Let let him show by his good behavior his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, natural, dem- demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is, di- there is disorder in every evil thing. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. May he write his word on our hearts. You may be seated. Who among you is wise? I got to kind of take a peek in an in opening to the book of Proverbs done by Dr. Frank Turek, and he was talking about how in our modern generation, we have access to more information than any generation that the world has ever known. And the, the means by which we have access to that information is really two things. It's the internet, which has come along in the last couple of decades, and our iPhones or our phones. And perhaps this has happened to you even this, in this last week. You're having a conversation with somebody. Maybe a movie comes up, maybe an actor, maybe you're trying to define a word. and you're like, "What, what does that word really mean?" Or w- where did that word come from?" And somebody in your group says, "Aha, I know how we can find out." And what do they do? They talk to the little lady in the phone, right? And they say, uh, "Where did this come from?" And all of a sudden,!" Ah, this is what I found. The following information has come up on this. Right? And and we have access to information. We have access to theological information. We have access to Greek and Hebrew definitions. It used to be, uh, when I first started in the ministry, if I wanted to find uh, a definition of a word, I took out my, how many of you remember this, huge Strong's Concordance, right? The thing weighed more than my dog. Right. And and you would take this thing out and it was, the, the print is so small, nobody could see it. And then you try to locate this word and then you try to find a train of thought with this word. or yeah, I, I often would have seven to ten books out on a desk and I would handwrite my sermons and I would write each verse that I would reference, you know, as a cross-reference in the sermon. Well, that, those times are no more. Now we have computer Bible programs. At first, I didn't trust computer Bible programs. It was, it was weird. I was like, is this really the Bible? Is this really? And then, you know, there are great tools, access to all kinds of information. We have accessible information. But here's the question. Are we any smarter? I don't know. Information, you know, they they say that uh, knowledge is power, but I would beg to differ. Because knowledge in and of itself is not power. Knowledge applied is power. If you just have intellectual knowledge of something and you don't do anything with it, that's not power. All it is is you know something, but if you don't do something with the knowledge that you have, it's useless. In fact, it might even be counterproductive. So when the Bible talks about wisdom, and that's what we're looking at, who among you is wise... It's talking about applying knowledge. In the Jewish mind, this is what wisdom was. Wisdom was a way of life. It wasn't just that you had intellectual smarts, that you had book knowledge, as it were. Wisdom was measured in the way that you live. If you're a note taker, that's an extremely important point. Wisdom was measured in the way that you live. Some of you can reflect on maybe a great-grandparent, a grandparent, mom or dad, sibling, friend, and the impact maybe of a coach, teacher. Wouldn't you agree that these the people who have had the greatest impact on us? It's not necessarily a little nugget they gave us. It could be that. It could be like a word of wisdom and a conversation. But wouldn't you say the biggest impact has been watching somebody live? The example that they've set. The work Ethic that they have, the way that they've been true to a commitment, that kind of thing. That's the power of a life well lived. That's where we all want to get, right? That's where we all want to have that stride. We want to walk wisely because, you know, this this thing called life, we get to do it once and we want to do it well. And as Christians, or maybe you're new to the faith, or maybe you're a prodigal and you're just trying to get back home. Right? We all want to find that place where we're living well, where we're living wisely. Well, in the book of James, there were people who were making all kinds of professions. People were saying, I'm religious. And James says, you can say you're religious, but if you don't bridle your tongue, if you don't help orphans and widows in their distress, then I'm not sure what good your religion is. Or the second category was in chapter two. A man can say, a woman can say they have faith, but if a brother or sister is in need of daily food or clothing and they come up to you and they ask for help and you say, be warmed and be filled and you don't meet the need, the legitimate need, James says, what use is that? What use is it if a man says he has faith, but he has no works? That was chapter two. And then into chapter three, we have this treatise of the tongue, right? And uh, Marie came to me in the courtyard and said, she said, and I think this is picturesque, Marie. She said, there's a lot of blood all over the sanctuary today. Bunch of tongues bleeding. It's true, man. Every one of us, that sermon last Sunday was for every one of us. You know, how sometimes people will come up and they'll, they'll say to a pastor, you know, that sermon was for me today, Pastor Michael. Well, last Sunday, it was for everybody, because we've all made mistakes with this little instrument called the tongue. Oh, we want to do things right, but we, it's hard to tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father. And with it, we curse men who are made in his image. And then James says, this is not how. You can almost hear James saying it in a Jewish way. It's not the way it ought to be. Right? Oi. And now, as James closes chapter three, what we know is chapter three, he gives a very penetrating question because here's the other category. There were people in the congregation, maybe the teachers addressed in James three: one, who were claiming to be wise. They were making a claim to wisdom. And James says, Who among you is wise? Sophos is the Greek word. Sophia is the Greek word for wisdom. Who among you is wise? Okay, you're going to make a claim to wisdom. Here's the third category. You say you're religious. You say you have faith. You say you're wise. And there are people who will tell you all day long about their wisdom. All you got to do is listen, right? They'll tell you how wise they are. But the question is, what is wisdom? What is wisdom? James says, who among you is wise and understanding? I think it's a question. It's a question for all of us, but it's also a challenge. Let him what? Let him show, let let him show it. Just like he said, show your faith by your works. Let him show that wisdom by his good behavior. The word here in the original language is his manner of life, his conduct, by the way he or she lives. His deeds, notice something that he said earlier, his deeds or works, In the gentleness of wisdom. Who among you? Could I apply it to us this morning? Who among you is wise? I know there's a lot of wise people in this congregation. Let him show it. If I ask for hands to go up. Who among you is wise? We might say, "Me, Pastor Michael. Me, me. I'm wise." <laughs> How many of you remember back in school when the teacher would ask a question and that one student was always the way, Oh, 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 let me. Oh, 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 oh. Anybody else want to answer the question? <laughs> well, James's challenge, I think, is a good challenge. Am I wise? Do I live out my my faith? What is wisdom, you may ask? A.T. Robertson says, wisdom is the practical use of knowledge. Ralph Martin says, to the Jewish mind, wisdom meant practical righteousness in everyday living. In James 1.22, the theme verse of the book, prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. When Paul was up uh, in uh, Athens... Up on the Areopagus, there were people who sat there every day and they loved to listen to philosophy. They loved philosophical concepts and constructs. And men love philosophy because they can sit in academia. They can sit in a classroom all day long and they can talk philosophy. And philosophy isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's, it's really you know, how you look at life, how you look at the world. But the question is, does your philosophy actually work in everyday life? Is it working in your home? Is it working in your business? Is it working in your family? Is it making you, what the Bible would say, truly prosperous? I'm not talking about the word faith nonsense. I'm talking about a person of well-being. In the Jewish mind, a person of shalom, a person who is well from the bottom of their feet to the top of their head, a person who lives wisely, a person who gets the right amount of rest, has healthy boundaries, spends time in God's word, is committed to their marriage and family, dot, dot, dot. You fill in the blanks. Is using their gifts unto God's glory, knows their spiritual gift and engages it. This is what life is about. It's not about talking a good game. It's about actually living your values. And of course, that is where the real rub is, isn't it? That's the question. Moses, a wise man, of course. Hey, listening family, this is Pastor Michael and I wanna tell you about the store at walkintruth.com. There's 27 products up at the store right now, ranging from things like the teaching on 666 from the book of Revelation, The Seven Seals from Revelation, Scientology, Jehovah's Witnesses, The Anatomy of a Fall, How to Avoid Falling from 2 Samuel, and even teaching on the occult. Most recently, an interview with Frank Sontag about the New Age Movement and his personal testimony. Hey, when you go to the store and you purchase a product, you partner with us to reach more people like you. So go to the store, walkintruth.com, click on the store, Purchase a product of interest, buy it for a friend, and when you do, you'll be partnering with us to reach more people for the cause of Christ. We love you. We appreciate you. You can also give donations there at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Click on that store and partner with us today. We appreciate it. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Of course, that is where the real rub is, isn't it? That's the question. Moses a wise man of course of his time said teach us psalm 90 verse 12 to number our days that we may present to you God a heart of wisdom the hebrew concept of wisdom is interesting it has the idea to divide the hebrew words mean to divide it speaks of anointing and it has this this concept the hebrew word for wisdom means To be able to divide between what is man's wisdom and God's wisdom and then choose God's wisdom. Wouldn't you say that that's really it, right? We have man's so-called wisdom. We have God's wisdom. We want to choose God's wisdom and then live by that. So knowledge is important. It's an important concept. You've got to learn God's word. And if you don't know things, it's hard to apply what you don't know. So you got to learn. Learning is part of it. This is part of it, right? We get into God's Word. We want to learn. But learning is not the end. It's the doing that really matters. And as we said in an earlier message in James chapter 1, that's where most of us fail. So an outline. What does wisdom look like? That's the opening question. A summation. James will reveal that positive and negative aspects of this question. On the positive, he will say wisdom has good deeds done in humility. Verse 13. On the negative side, it will, it will uh, not have uh, jealousy or selfish ambition. That's verse 14. In fact, if that's, if it's God's wisdom, uh, it will, it will have fruits. We'll see later on in the chapter. But if it's man's wisdom, it could even be earthly. It can be demonic. In verse seventeen, we'll see the beautiful fruits of good wisdom, and then we'll see uh, what kind of seeds are you planting. In verse eighteen, are they seeds of righteousness? Are they seeds of peace? Are you making a difference in other people's lives? Is the Holy Spirit moving powerfully in your life to impact others? I want to show you a proverb. It's uh, you got Psalms and then Proverbs. Go ahead and find Proverbs chapter four. The book of James has been called the New Testament book of Proverbs because it's filled with practical wisdom. Of course, we have an Old Testament book of Proverbs, and in chapter four, and by the way, for you men, we are studying Proverbs uh, by topic on Thursday mornings at uh, a local restaurant. You can find out more on the app. If you're available on a Thursday morning at 9 a.m., come on out. It's a a great study. This is Proverbs 4. Look at verse four. Proverbs 4, verse four. This is a father's wisdom to a son. Then he taught me, Proverbs 4, 4, and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Acquire wisdom, Proverbs 4, 5. Acquire understanding. That's how James opened 3, chapter 3, verse 13. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her. She will guard you. Love her and she will watch over you. Wisdom is being personified in the feminine here. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom, and with all your acquiring, get understanding. Prize her, verse 8, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a garland of grace. She will present you with a crown of beauty. Hear, my son, and accept my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I've directed you in the way of wisdom. I've led you in Upright paths. Notice that wisdom is a way. It's a path. When you walk, your steps will not be impeded. Verse 12. If you run, you will not stumble. Take hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. You know, there are so many Proverbs I can show you, uh, and we won't go there uh, this morning, that are just like that. Basically saying, if you turn back to the book of James, If you'll live out wisdom, if you'll live out God's word, you will have a blessed life. Things won't be perfect, but they will be blessed. So here's the question. Are you getting your wisdom from above or below? In Jesus, Colossians 2, 3 says, are all the hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge. If you want to understand what a life of wisdom looks like, just read the Gospels. And just watch Jesus in action. He was wisdom embodied. Within Jesus Christ is hidden all, not some, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So watch him interact with people. Watch how he prays. Watch how he takes time for rest. Watch how he speaks words of grace in life. Watch how he's willing to touch outcasts and do things that are surprising to the religious folk. That's that's really how we understand wisdom. In Isaiah 50, verse 4, there's a beautiful, uh, what's called a soliloquy of the Messiah. And it says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, speaking of Jesus, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned or to hear as the wise. Daniel is celebrated as a wise man in the book of Ezekiel, uh, as one of uh, a few really very wise men that are uh, laid out to us in Scripture. In Daniel 12.3, Daniel writes, Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But the Apostle Paul does ask, where is the wise man? Where is the debater of this age? Sometimes I look around and I say, we've got more information than we've ever had. But as far as the wisdom barometer is concerned, I don't know if there's a whole lot of wisdom. We've got information overload, but we've got a lot of lonely people, a lot of desperate people, a lot of people who don't know even how to navigate the basic things of their life. So you could say that true wisdom begins when we recognize even our own ignorance of these things. I heard the story of a man who bought a yacht. His wife was nervous because he had no experience in sailing, but he knew he could handle it. So for weeks, he practiced in the harbor before taking it out to sea. Finally, he talked his nervous wife into going out on the yacht with him. Gingerly, she stepped aboard out into the harbor they headed, and he tried to put her at ease. He said, he said, honey, look. I practiced enough in the harbor to know where every rock, every reef, every sandbar is. I know it all. At that very moment, a huge hidden rock beneath the surface surface made a large crunching sound from the stem to the stern. He said, there, with a sheepish grin, there's one of them going by right now. (laughs) I found another one. Sometimes... We just get scraped by things, right? And we learn. We all know that we learn from our mistakes. Sometimes our biggest mistakes can become a pathway for healing and even ministry. And so don't give up on yourself if you've made an error or you've scraped the bottom of your vessel, as it were. There's hope to keep moving in the right direction To have wisdom. Jeremiah 8 9 says, The wise men are put to shame. They are dismayed and caught. Behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord. And what kind of wisdom do they have? Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24 says, Thus says the Lord, Let not a wise man boast of his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast of his might. Let not a rich man boast of his riches. But let him who boasts boast of this that he understands and knows me, Jeremiah nine twenty four. that I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, justice, and righteousness on the earth, for I delight in these things, declares the Lord. In Hebrew thought, wisdom is very relational. Wisdom has to do with an intimate connection with God. If you're going to be a wise person, it's because you know the Lord. You understand him with your mind, But you also know him. You know him. If you want to be wise, it's about knowing the ultimate fountain of wisdom. Not the broken cisterns of the world. It's walking in the spirit. It is living out the priorities of heaven. Who is wise and understanding among you? James 3.13 in the NIV. Let him show it. By his good life. By deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. See, wisdom is, is expressed in humility. Because when we understand who God is and we understand who we are, we understand how little we actually know. Amen? Sometimes you'll talk to a person and you'll say, Do you believe in God? No, I'm an atheist. Okay? On what basis have you become an atheist? On my vast knowledge of the universe, and I'm 18 now, I, I've got a lot of things. <laughs> I've learned quite a bit. (laughs) And you're like, how much, how much of the knowledge in the universe do you think that you possess at this very moment? The vast universe. How much of that knowledge do you think you have? What percentage would you give to it? It might be under 1%. It might be like a little, 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 little number under 1%, right? So that could there be some, some wisdom in the universe somewhere that you don't know about yet? Well, Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, there is. See, wisdom says we got to keep operating in humility. My boy, said the store owner to his new employee, wisdom and integrity are essential to the retail business. By integrity, I mean if you promise a customer something, you have to keep that promise. Even if that means we lose money. And what?" asked the teenager, is wisdom? That, answered the boss, is not making any stupid promises. <laughs> so we don't lose any money. <laughs> right? How many of you have learned in business that if you can um, not overpromise, but maybe you, you pad things a little and you can overdeliver, maybe you're ahead of schedule by one day. Uh, then the customer's happy. You gotta be careful you don't make promises that you can't keep, right? Oh, we'll have that for you tomorrow. Sure, it'll be no problem. This is what salesmen and companies are famous for, right? They overpromise, and then the production guy gets the the job, right? (laughs) How are we gonna do it? You're gonna print it by tomorrow because I'm not doing it. That's when we know we have some trouble. Hey, listening family, if you're new to Walk in Truth, my name is Michael Lance. I'm the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona in Southern California. Hey, recently I've written a book called Suit Up, putting on the full armor of God. It shows you how to put on what God has provided so that you can stand strong in the spiritual battle and stand strong against temptation with the resources that God provides. This book is available at the store at walkintruth.com. Go to walkintruth.com, click on the store, click on the book. I'll get you a signed copy and your donation will help support Walk in Truth and help us reach out to more people. Again, the book is Suit Up, Putting on the Full Armor of God, available at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael would love to hear from you. You can write him when you visit walkintruth.com.